the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's a Friday night. It's a holiday Friday night. And here we are in New York City, the greatest city in the world. Um, so the, um, the city is coming back. I was out last night and uh, I was in the Times Square area early and then late. Early, uh, when I say early, 8.30 and it was packed. Um, and then I went to go see the movie. We're going to talk about it in a minute. And I came out, and it was packed at, like, midnight. But um, the reason why I'm on fire is we have the mayor on the show. That's right. The mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, is going to be joining us shortly. And that's why I'm talking about the city coming back. I'm looking out my window right now at 44th Street. I'm on 45th. I'm looking at the little Mr. Softy, fake Mr. Softy truck. I don't even know if Mr. Softy still exists, but there's a lot of fake Mr. Softy still around. Thank God they're not playing the chiming bell thing, whatever they used to play. Um, so I'm a little cranked up because uh, it's a big get to get the mayor. Uh, as you guys know, this is uh, not exactly a show that's been on the air for 40 years. I'm not John Gambling. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to do my best to allow him to speak. I'm just going to try to pepper him with questions. You know, you guys hear my opinion on a regular basis. You don't need my opinion. Let's hear what he has to say. Let's hear him defend himself on a couple of topics. Uh, we're going to do a little crime, or I should say we're going to try to do a little crime, a little economy, um, uh, a little about garbage. You know, you guys sent in a lot of, of questions. It was interesting how many questions, this is all serious, this had to do with rats, R-A-T-S, rats. Um Several people talking about rats. Obviously, many people talking about crime and the gun, the new gun laws, etc. Um, I want to talk a little bit about commercial uh, real estate and the economy here in, in New York City, especially in Midtown. Uh, but even in my neighborhood in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where you, know, you just see a lot of for rent uh, and vacant storefronts. That's something that kind of... Uh, was problematic before we even knew the word COVID or coronavirus because of uh, Amazon and Walmart and, you know, instant gratification shopping. Uh, what are we going to do? Are we going to reinvent ourselves? So we're going to hear from the mayor uh, on this show 
just in a little while, uh, he's going to be calling in. Sam Bellino will be picking up the line, and we'll take it from there. I'm sure Sam Bellino's got some appropriate music for the mayor. Sam Bellino, you, t- you tuned uh, I up? I think so. I mean, uh, I think we prepared pretty well for this. You fired up? You ready to go? Yeah, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, I um I uh I spent some time with the interns in my office. I had them do a bunch of research on crime in the nineties and the two thousands and now just so I have some some bullets in my arsenal. Oh, pardon the pun. Oh, I imagine you prepared for this like any other normal case for you. Um no, I'm not gonna lie to you. I prepare a lot more for a case than <laughs> I did for this. Um I was in court today, so uh I it's a it's a little bit of a dress down day on two fronts. I kinda made the very uh weird decision for me to tell our law firm that we could do a little dress down um Friday within reason. But then this is like a holiday Friday, so we um I really dressed down. I actually wore shorts to the office. And then I realized I had court. Now, it was Zoom court. But I always keep a suit in the office. So I did this, like, Bermuda kind of thing. I had, like, a suit and a tie on up top. And then I had shorts and sneakers on on the bottom. It was pretty funny. Everyone, yeah, was making fun of me looking around the office. Um, I am going to uh, – I don't want to overhype this. Uh, I was on Joe Piscopo's show this morning, which I thought was great. Uh, I thought he was great. I thought the show was great. I thought Al Gatula was great. Uh, but I, I mentioned it this morning. I'll mention it again. Um, if you get a chance, it's really worth the while, the the, the effort. Watch. You, it's worth your while. <laughs> um, watch the old Top Gun over the weekend or whatever. It definitely it's a movie that still holds up. But it's cool to be kind of uh, back in touch with it. And then go to the movies and see Top Gun Maverick on the big screen with the surround sound. Uh, I mean, I love all the Avengers movies, and I, you know, I. But because of Corona and, and children, and you know, I definitely don't go to the movies often. But I am so glad. Last night, I gave myself a treat. I was here, you know, everyone leaves, you know, everyone who's got all this big workload. When I finish the show at seven o'clock, I walk out. It's a ghost town. So usually I just stay here and keep working. I pop on the Yankee game typically, and but I said, you know what? I'm going to work until eight eight fifteen, and I said I'm going to go to the movies. And I got I, I normally you just go and buy a ticket. And even though Maverick was out for a while, I don't know what's going on in the world. I said let me get a ticket online. I got the ticket online. It's basically it's twenty bucks with all the surcharges, etc. And um, I gave myself enough time to get there. Work through Times Square. It was buzzing. I mean, it is. It was on fire fuego as they say in israel um and uh now here's here's the part that i was annoyed about first of all there's all this technology we're surrounded with technology like god forbid i could just walk in and hand the guy my phone and like there's the ticket on my phone or just buy a ticket but now there's another machine so you got to take out one machine your phone which i think the iphone celebrated its 15 year anniversary yesterday or this week or something and I got to now show this phone, this machine to another machine, and this machine's got to recognize it just to print out a regular paper ticket. Then you got to go up a billion escalators, like a billion, like escalators to heaven. And now there's only one place that has the popcorn thing, right? Now, I have not eaten dinner. Yesterday I had a little salad for lunch, and I said, look, I'm going to just – I've been working hard. It's I'm the only schmuck working here. I'm the only guy in the theater with a suit and a tie on. I'm going to be like a little abusive to my body. Now, before I came in, I'm still a little shrewd with the dollar. There's a little candy stand. So I bought a pack of, um, 
It was called like peanut party mix. It was like just peanuts, but it was the, the Barzini, so the good stuff. It's like peanuts and, and, and raisins. I got a pack of that. Then I got a pack of chocolate-covered almonds. I slid those in my pocket. Then I went up, and I go on this line in the movie theater to get to popcorn. There's only like two people in front of me. There's about, I'm not exaggerating, eight people behind the counter. And there's this, and they're all kids. I must have stood there for 17 minutes. I'm not going to say 20, but I'm going to say more than 15. While the two people in front of me ordered. I don't know what they would get. Oh, there's this new thing where they, they give you the popcorn uh, container and there's like a sleeve in the middle. And one side was cheddar and one side is like whatever you want. They got the, the brown stuff, the Cracker Jack kind of stuff, the sweet and the salty. And I mean, and... At two points, the other workers say to the woman behind the counter, you need any help? And she's like, no, no, I got this. And the line is just building behind me, and they're chit-chatting in the corner. I am, I'm like, this is, uh, look, I have no problem waiting online when it's appropriate, but this was nuts how long I had to wait. And then I went, I go up, and just to make it a point, I'm like, large pock pound, small, then I get a little, you have these Kit Kat thins. All right, so I go boom, boom, boom. I was in and out within 60 seconds, but of course, I wanted the topping. And, you know, when you were a kid, like, the, the topping was behind the counter. You didn't have control over the popcorn topping. But now it's outside. So at least for the 21 bucks or the 20 bucks for the ticket, and then I don't even know, $300 for a tub of popcorn, you now get to put your own topping, and then you get to the cup, and you get the machine where you pick any soda you want. And I like doing these little mixes, a little root beer, a little Dr. Pepper, and I do all that with diet. And then, like, at the end, just, like, a little blast of, like, the white light, and I just put in a little regular Coca-Cola. So I had, like, I had the, some kind of diet root beer, some kind of, oh, cherry. I did cherry root beer, cherry Dr. Pepper, and then, like, a boom, little blast of, like, sugar. And I got the popcorn thing, and I went crazy on the topping. Then there's, like, you walk into the theater. There were not a lot of people there. I got a great seat, made myself so comfortable, took out the Kit Kats, took out the peanuts, took out the chocolate-covered uh, almonds, dark chocolate, by the way, got my big drink. I'm all nice and relaxed. And, I, look, I'm a big preview fan. Love the previews. There must have been 40 previews <laughs> before the movie. The movie's supposed to start at 9. It started at 9.25. And the movie began with... Uh, when it finally began, it ended. The previews ended with Mission Impossible, which is Cruise's next huge movie, and it began with Tom Cruise being himself, saying, "Hey, folks, thanks for coming to the theater. We made this movie for the theater. We wanted you to be in the theater. These are real F-14s, real F-18 fighters." <laughs> oh, Elizabeth, this is the big one. Um, and he just did this whole thing about thank you. I wonder who who knows that reference. Um, and and the movie Top Gun Maverick, I'm, I'm not going to overhype it. It's just you'll, you'll walk out of the theater and you'll say like this, like Tag used to, good flick, good flick. All right, <laughs> speaking of good flicks, I'm going to get this frog out of my throat. The mayor of the greatest city in the world, Mayor Eric Adams, is up next. Don't you miss this. Don't you miss it, Wheezy. Cause this final world keeps spinning around. All right, Sambolino, I'm not letting you up the hook. That's that's that that's life that Sinatra sings. Who was singing that, that was, version? That was Shaggy. I played it because it's International Reggae Day. Ah, I love it. 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 We got a big birthday at the end of the show. You got to stay by. You know, probably we'll put the birthday boy on air. Um, but you know, you just heard me coughing, right? 
So here I am. I think I'm a, I'm a, a happy, go lucky guy. I'm in good shape. And you heard me coughing. You know that scene in the very beginning of Breaking Bad? He's coughing, and all of a sudden there's like blood coming out into the, the sink. Well, you know what? That can happen in real life. And you need to be prepared. So you got to call the men and women at Connors and Sullivan. Because if you get sick and you are out of service, you need someone to step in for you. You may need a power of attorney for someone to handle your legal affairs. You may need a healthcare proxy for someone to handle your healthcare needs. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power attorney or a healthcare proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to take make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy, before you cough up blood in the sink. So call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff because they've been doing it for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you for a free, in-person, initial consultation with a lawyer. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. You know when you see a great deal on a phone and then you find out it's not for you? Not at Verizon. They just gave us all a new iPhone 13. So we both got the same great deal. Yep. Get iPhone 13 on us with select trade-in and 5G unlimited plans for every customer, current, new, everyone, to show the love. Only from Verizon. $799.99, 128GBs only, device payment purchase with new or upgrade smartphone line required. Less up to $800 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. 0% APR. Trading conditions apply. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. New York City on a Friday with the in the greatest city in the world, the greatest, greatest city in the world, and I'll arm wrestle anyone for that title. And uh, I, you know, I'm lucky to be described as the quintessential New Yorker. Well, we're about to hear from the quintessential mayor, definitely the best dressed mayor, maybe since Lindsay, maybe even before that. I am so honored, and it's such a pleasure to have the mayor of the city of New York, someone I consider a friend for a long time now. I mean, he was my borough president, uh, and before that, he was he was just a good guy, Eric Adams. Hello, Mayor Adams. How are you, sir? Thank you. But you know what? Uh, people need to be clear. We are friends 
things, but I don't get a pass from you. <laughs> you, <don't laughs> <trust me. laughs> you, well. you are hard-hitting because you love this city. Your newborn baby and uh, your uh, previous child, your daughter, uh, your son, uh, you know you know that this city has to operate like so many of us. And so I appreciate the authentic well, I, friendship and your clear observations. We're, listen, we are rooting for you, man. I mean, the bottom line is you are our leader. <laughs> That's it. The bottom, you know, elections are over. I don't care who people support it. Everyone knows I supported you a long, long time ago throughout the whole thing. But you are our leader, and yeah, you know, we're we're just rooting for you. So let me just cut to the chase. You ran well, no, before you before you do that because you said something that's important, Arthur. And someone said it to me the other day, and it just made so much sense. They said that you know you're the pilot of the plane that's in the air right now, and I can't wish for you to crash because I'm on this damn plane with you. <laughs> you know, so forget about if what the political belief of the pilot. Forget about what blocks he lives on or what language he speaks. Hey, New York's are New Yorkers are passengers on this plane that I'm flying. And uh, if it I, crashes, everyone on here is going to have to be impacted for this. So I let's could not agree with you the more. Pilot. I'm listen, and that, and that, and and I do consider, and I'm going to offend some people. I consider people ignorant when they say to me, "Why are you so supportive of the mayor?" I'm like, "Cause he's our mayor. We want him to succeed. We're true New Yorkers. Why do you want him to fail? It doesn't make any sense to me." Let's talk about crime. The 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 gun the gun decision from the United States Supreme Court came down. You were a police officer for 22 years. The Senate just came down. Uh, the Assembly with this these new laws, where I think I, I read the bill, and I think Mayor Adams they may they may have gone overboard because they made everything a sensitive area. If you really read the, the, the bill, which I'm sure you have, everything is a sensitive area. But the question I was asked by listeners to ask you is how many, because they think what people are overreacting about the United States Supreme Court decision, how many of the gun violence that we know of in the city is conducted by law-abiding gun uh, holders? How many people who have permits who are allowed to have guns are committing the gun crimes? And Great question. And, and they should rightfully ask that question. Uh, I'm a, I, I have a, I'm allowed to carry a gun because I have the good guy letter when I left the police department. I own three guns and I have the authorization to carry. My brother's a retired member of the department. He carries uh, as well. Uh, and so I understand what people are saying. They're saying, uh, okay, Eric, um, law-abiding citizens don't commit crimes. Got that. And what we can't do is, like, uh, allow idealism to get in the place of realism. Law-abiding citizens that get angry and have a car crash, they come out with a bat. They fight each other. They're on the subway system. They get into a dispute. Uh, sometimes they slash each other. Law-abiding citizens. The problem is over-proliferation of guns, everyone carrying. People also ignore the fact that a third of the people who die from guns die from suicides. You have a gun home. You place it in the wrong place. Your child picks it up. That your child is, is, you know, harms themselves. So this is a bigger problem than just, hey, law-abiding citizen, non-law-abiding. You're in, you're in Manhattan in Times Square. 350,000 people were in Times Square uh, two weeks ago. Someone hears a gunshot. Let's say we just had 1,000 people there carrying guns, law-abiding. Someone hears a gunshot. Not everyone pulls out their gun, responding to that gunshot, not, not knowing who's the innocent person, who's law-abiding citizen. In New York, 8.8 million people, you can't just have this open carry philosophy and think that law-abiding citizens are not going to make a mistake. A bad day is going to turn into a bad shooting and with bad outcomes. Well, I 
I, listen, I'm not going to give my opinion on any of this, Eric, because I do this. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Mayor. I'm so used to calling you Eric. Stop and frisk, broken windows. Those are policies that were known to to work when you were on the job. Are those policies somewhat in effect today under the Adams administration? We we would not go to the way of abusing those police tools. We believe precision policing is successful on how you go in and zero in on those who are carrying out dangerous crimes in our city. So 30% decrease in uh, shootings in this city, double-digit decrease in homicides, 3,300 guns removed off the streets from using tools correctly. And it's called stop, question, and frisk. A lot of people miss the question part because if you use a tool properly, you could accomplish accomplish the goal you're looking for. And so I strongly believe the proper using of all police tools. And I'm a big believer that you can't allow quality of life to erode. That's why we don't turn our backs on fair evasion. We don't turn our backs well, I, on people I, I know, Mr. Mayor, I know, you, I know you don't, but I know the DAs, as far as I know, their policy is, is they're not, they're not pursuing it. And I, you know, I take Luca to the Yankee game and it ends and there I am and I'm taking out my, my metric card. Now I use my iPhone and there's all these kids. They just hop in the turnstile and here's my 15-year-old son like looking at me like, hold on, Dad. Right. Why are they right. jumping? And then, you know, Eric, it's, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Mayor, it no, sets, no, Eric, Eric is good enough. <laughs> it, it, it sets this tone, the aura on the subway platform that they're, they're, they're okay breaking the law and it's just, it's just not a good vibe and I need to know what is Mayor Adams going to do? Is it to, look, I can tell you this because I was friends with Joe Hines as you were. He told me that Bloomberg called the five DAs to Gracie Mansion, even though he didn't live there for breakfast. And he said, listen, if you guys don't promise me you're going to sentence everyone to who carries an illegal gun to two years in jail, I am going to hack your budget in half. If you give me your word that you, everyone who's caught with an illegal gun gets two years in jail, I'll increase your budget. It's a done deal. And that's why Plexico Burris, after being a Super Bowl superhero, winning the Super Bowl and, and getting caught with a gun, did two years in jail, even though he had one of the best lawyers in the on the planet Earth, Ben Brofman. So I, I think there needs to be a little bit of love between the DAs and the Adams administration so everyone's on the same page. Well, first of all, you you, you pointed out two, two aspects of the conversation. Um, the first aspect is that you're dead on. When our children watch uh, behaviors carried out in the city without any form of with impunity, uh, it just really sets the wrong turn, uh, uh, tone, public urination, injecting yourself with drugs, going into stores, stealing what you want, hopping the turnstile. You know, I believe for far too long we told police officers not to carry out their duties. That is not under this administration. My officers are told, our officers are told, you will carry out your duties and you will get the support that you deserve when you do so, such as removing the person that was in the subway the other day, blocking pedestrian traffic. It went on social media, went viral. People said, oh, the cops did the wrong thing. I said, no, they did the right thing. They warned him several times. He ignored it. We are not going to sit back and allow our city to go into unlawfulness. Now, our district attorneys, I have been meeting with our district attorneys and our prosecutors and stating we have to operate as a team to deal with this issue of violence we're seeing and the repeated offenders who are violent returning to our streets. I'm not going to go into the private conversations that we had. I know retrospectively uh, the uh, the mayor, uh, previous mayor, uh, shared what his thoughts were. 
but you erode your ability to negotiate with your prosecutors if you share what your thoughts are that, that you I, shared listen, with I, them. I respect that. So, Eric, let me just tell you, one: the, the thing that I get hit the most defending you, really, is, and, and I'm not, I, I've tried to have all my interns here, Brooke and Joe and John, do all the research, and it's hard to find. But everyone said to me in preparation for today's show, how come Giuliani cleaned up the city in his first three months as the mayor and Eric Adams hasn't done it in the first six months. Now, I'm going to tell you my uh, opinion unresearched is I don't think Giuliani cleaned up the city in three months. Um, <laughs> that's my that's my uh, you know, my opinion. He, he definitely cleaned up the city. You were on the job. You were working at the time, right? You, weren't you a police yes. officer in the Giuliani administration? Yes, I was. And you're talking about revisionist history. Anyone who believed what uh, the previous mayor did in three months, all of a sudden, we no longer had crime. We no longer had uh, what we were dealing with. Uh, that is just not a reality. I was a, a police sergeant during the, those days. I know exactly what happened in this city. But let me give you another scenario. During the uh, early 90s, first we need to properly talk about Mayor Dinkins doing the, uh, the Safe Cities initiative, right. getting uh, funding for new cops in the system. So Giuliani came in when those new, new cops came in. Second, which is extremely important, everyone was on the side. Prosecutors, court system, lawmakers, news media, everyone was on the side of, hey, we got to clean up this city and we need to all be supportive of the apparatus to do so. Look at today. Look at what we're dealing with. Today, we moved 3,300 guns off the streets and the people who carry the guns, they're out the next day. Or you have a criminal justice system where you have judges who are turning loose people without giving them the bail that they can give in cases and allowing them to go back out. We have laws that protect guilty people and ignore innocent people. So what my police officers and your police officers are up against right now is that they appear, they appear as though that everyone is against them that are part of the criminal justice system and who's protecting the good guys of the city that the police officers are attempted to protect. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to take out your crystal ball because this is a question from an actual listener. They said, you've been in office seven months. How much more time do you think the city needs to to reduce crime to a point where you're never going to be th- happy as the mayor, but where you feel more comfortable? Do you need another three months, six months, another year? What's the crystal ball of Mayor Eric Adams say? Oh, oh, well, well, first of all, I don't have a crystal ball and I can't give anybody a crystal ball and everyone's talking timetable. People told me that, listen, you're failing as a mayor because you have not turned around crime. You have not turned around cleanliness. You haven't turned around anything. I told them, listen, this is January 3rd. Come on. <laughs> you know, so here's the issues, the unpredictables. There has never been a mayor that had to govern under a COVID situation. Even 9-11 wasn't what COVID did to our, our city. There has never been a mayor that has a Supreme Court that's telling people now you can open carry in a city of 8.8 million people, our economy, uh, our subway system. So what we're going to do is put the right plans in place. And as I stated, there are indicators that are stating we're moving in the right direction. 30% decrease in shootings, 11 months of decreasing and, and um, 11 weeks of decrease in shootings uh, thus far, double-digit decrease in homicide. But we, we do have we an have increase, 30, Mr. Mayor. 30-year may. high, 30-year high, Arthur, of arrests for guns, 
30-year high. Th- those are all great, but the, 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 the money crimes have gone up. Grand larceny is up, burglary is up, and robbery is up from May of last year to May of this year. So, you know, we still got some work to do, and those are money crimes, and that's why I just want to transition before I lose you because I know before you got a you lot transition, of work. Before you transition, and I'm, I'm, every time I interrupt you, I'm going to add my time back to your oh. time, okay? <laughs> okay before before you transition, think about these crimes. So I had my team give me an analysis. You know, why are we bumping up in, uh, in, in, in those money crimes, grand larceny, robbery, uh, GLA? Give me an analysis. What's going on? The repeated offenders. Right. These guys are committing these crimes, getting out, going back, doing it again, getting out again. So it's like no matter how good of a job the police officers are doing, if the system is not supporting and complementing the work of those who are taking bad, dangerous, repeated offenders off the streets, we are in this constant state of feeding this crisis. And that's what people must understand. You know, other mayors never had to deal with this. These police officers are dealing with a um, systems that are fighting back against the good work that they're doing. Oh, listen, just so you know, Mayor Adams, when I come down on the street, I see the police officers, and anyone in my office can tell you, I always go over, I say, hey man, hi, thank you, everything okay? Anything I can do for you? You need anything? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's talk. I'm in Midtown Manhattan, 45th and 5th, 5th Avenue, Madison Avenue, this whole area here. This commercial area was already hurting before COVID because of Amazon delivering things in five minutes and Walmart and all of this stuff. So Midtown Manhattan, where all the tourists come, I don't need to tell you, there's all of these vacancies. What are we going to do to spur? And even in my neighborhood in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Century 21 shut down on 86th Street. It, you know, it, it, it owned three quarters of the block. What are we going to do in the, in the, uh, do we have to reinvent ourselves is amazon and all and all of these online instant gratification kind of places uh the, the wave of the future and we have to return all of this commercial space into space for a different type of use what does the mayor adams administration have in mind for uh new york city's economy regarding commercial uh, real estate a great great question and, and you said new york city economy and then you added on commercial real estate because those are two different pieces uh, the new york city economy we're seeing our hotels are back we're seeing tourism is increasing particularly domestic tourism uh, we're seeing people are visiting the city to, again we're creeping up in office occupancy uh we're up to about 40 percent we need to get up to around 75 80 percent uh, percent is that gonna happen larger... mayor adams is that because uh, look my firm just so you know how i got your back my firm has been in in office full-time everyone here since labor day of 2020 since labor day it. of 2020 100 percent occupancy in here except one kid whose father was suffering from cancer at home i said you stay home besides that everyone's been here but a lot of my colleagues these big law firms oh you can work from anywhere you want which i think is a bunch of bs but that's what they're doing so are, are we going to be able to get 75 percent occupancy and that and, and that's the goal are we having companies decreasing their, their footprint yes uh are we having companies i believe are too lean on telling people to work from home we, we learned that many of our city agencies had employees working from home. I said, that ends. Everybody's back in the office to go and feed our economy and the ecosystem, going to the restaurants, going to the nightlife establishments. That is part of our financial ecosystem. So to pinpoint what you were talking about, our spaces, we need to look at, uh, we, we're putting together a task force to revisit what is 
post-economy after COVID, post-COVID, because we can't just stumble into it. So number one, we just was able to get legislation passed around child care vouchers and tax abatement for those retail spaces that we turn into child care locations. Because if we have child care on a site in a retail store next door or in the lobby of a building, then people are more willing to come back to work and have child care for their, their children. Second, we need to look at like we did in 9-11. Some of this space can turn into um, affordable housing. Uh, we uh, rezoned. We did some creative things after 9-11. Lower Manhattan did not always look the way it did no, in the Wall it didn't Street look anything. It didn't look anything like that when we were kids. Right, right, <laughs> right. So we're thinking differently of how do we use our space, but it also, it's also going to come down to Arthur. We need employees, employers to say it's time to get back to work. It's time well, I, to listen, get back number to one, work. Listen, number one, I'm in the same I'm in the same mental state as you are, and I got a kid, so I'll happily, if you'll have me serve on that task force, to get every, kick everyone's butt and get them back into the city <laughs> of New York. Um, before I let you go, you know, you mentioned nightlife, and one of the things that I defend you on often, because I think it's the right thing, is people criticize the mayor of the city of New York because they say they see you out at night a lot at all these different events, and sometimes they catch you out in the Hamptons or outside of the city. Like, you know, what, what, what do you say to, to your detractors about, I mean, thank you, by the way. You came to the Friars Club, that unbelievable event honoring Tracy Morgan. You, know, I've seen, you came to the Inner Circle. These, are, By the way, these are all charitable organizations that raises money for kids. But people, oh, he should be in City Hall at 9 o'clock working, and he should be meeting with his commissioners at 10 o'clock working, or on a Saturday afternoon, and he shouldn't be in the Hamptons. What is he doing? Is he running for president? Is he running, raising money? So Eric Adams, Mayor Eric Adams, why are you going to all the, the big events in the city of New York, unlike maybe some of your predecessors? Well, well first of all, you, you know if someone wants to dislike you, they're going to be creative in their dislike of you, no matter what. People can criticize many things about me, but they can't criticize how I work. I work seven days a week. If I'm hanging out with the boys, I'm up with the men in the morning. I'm, a, I'm up 5 a.m. every morning, every morning. And so when people start saying, well, why can't he be here? No, I need to be everywhere in the city. I learned when I did Midnight's as a police officer that there's an entirely different work population at night. I'm in the subway system talking to the cleaners, to, the, to those uh, the token booth clerks. I'm in the hospitals talking to my midnight tours. I'm speaking to my cab drivers in the late at night. But think about our nightlife establishment, multi-billion dollar industry. They tell me all the time, Eric, when you come and visit our establishments and send a message to people that our city is up and operated. Remember who we are. We're the city that never sleeps. Hey, I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> listen, I, I am with you on that. I know for the city that doesn't sleep sometimes, because this is another topic so many people wrote in about, the city that doesn't sleep, if you're walking around here at night, Mayor Adams, sometimes you see a bunch of rats running around. Now, you got new garbage pails coming in, right? I mean, you got, this is definitely on your radar screen and on your target to, ta to tackle the, the garbage situation and the rat situation? Without a doubt, man. You know, I, I hate rats. I'm scared of rats. When I was killing them, everybody was complaining that while you're killing these innocent rats, you know what? That's noise. Listen, we just invested $22 million in new fund, funding for uh, Little Basket Services, and we're doing this initiative of cleaning up lots and cleaning up spaces where people are dumped. $7.5 million we put in that area. 
area. And we'll also uh, put another four over four million dollars into dealing with cleaning up the lots. And we're going after those illegal dumpers. Uh, so we know the city must be cleaner and cleanliness is you know next to godliness. And so we're focusing on that. Our city is going to be a clean city. And listen, I'm optimistic about the future of this city. I know we are resilient. I've served in the city during some difficult times. New York always comes come, comes back. That is who we are as a city. And we're going to have a lot of naysayers. That's just the biz- nature of doing business. 8.8 million people, 30 million opinions. But you know what? We have a good mayor that's going to make the right decision for New and, Yorkers. And as I said, Eric, I spent 114 shows <laughs> uh, bragging about you. I, you know, I know half the people in your administration and their quality, quality, yes. quality, intellectually and their integrity and their ethics and their morals. I got 60 seconds left. I'm going to name a couple of names and you have to say a good thing, a good thing about them. Ed Koch. I thought he was uh, the New York character and spirit. I think my personality sort of mimics that. Uh, we never distracted by noise. We keep focused and live out what we believe is right for the city. And he was David Dinkins. David Dinkins. Oh, a real gentleman. You know, I know people didn't really appreciate, but they put us on the pathway with uh, the Safe Cities Initiative. Of I think history is going to be kind to his legacy. Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Mayor Giuliani in 1994 to 2001. Okay, and I'm glad you you said that. Mayor Uh, Giuliani, Mayor Mayor Giuliani, 1994 to 2001. Made major impacts in getting city services to do their jobs and taxpayers to get their money's worth. I think he could have done a better job in how he communicated with those who disagreed with him. I sit down and meet with everyone. All right. Uh, Mayor Michael Bloomberg? Uh, I think a real winner. You know, I consider him to be uh, one of the greatest mayors the city has ever seen, uh, and he continues to contribute uh, to this city, he has never abandoned the city, he has been extremely helpful to this administration and to mayors all over the country. And your predecessor, Mayor Bill de Blasio. Had some victories. He walked away with some W's. People want to ignore those W's. Uh, Pre-K, NYC, uh, municipal ID, what he did about civil legal services. Uh, Some things I disagreed with him, like um, I think street uh, uh, plain clothes assignments, even with modified uniforms, are important. Uh, You know, you you, you take wins and losses. I'm sure I'm I'm going to have some L's, uh, but I'm going to I'm going to have a large number of W's. And the last question: Your suits are they custom or off the rack? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a custom guy. <laughs> oh, you are? Not me. I, that, I'm 44 regular. And I love how you're bringing the tie bar back. You know, my dad, when he was in the 50s, he had the tie bar you know, between the collar, underneath the tie, and you're rocking it. And, and, and you are the man. You got the swagger. You got the swagger, Mr. Mayor. You got the swagger. Thank you so much. Your comp team right, is going to kill me for going overboard, but just defend me, all right? Yes, sir. Take care, Arthur. God bless you. Have a happy fourth. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight, it is Radio Night Live Fun Friday, and we're going to go to some fun places. Like, we're going to check in with Vito Fasella on Staten Island, find out about all the good things that the July 4th parade will bring to you, and then we head out to the Hamptons. You've got to join Christine Nicholas and Kevin McCullough coming up tonight at 7. Relief Factor. Pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, me included, but not just me. It's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I am a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. Find out today by by ordering the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and thousands of your fellow Americans. Don't wait any longer. You deserve to know. It just makes sense. What have you got to lose except the pain? Call today, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. You deserve to know if you could be the next success story like Leah. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. People with cancer prefer Dr. Lederman's innovative cancer treatment. Many are so disappointed not to get the same care elsewhere. Dr. Lederman is first in Western Hemisphere with body radiosurgery, non-invasive, highly successful outpatient cancer treatment where we attack cancer. No cutting, no bleeding. Dr. Lederman's first. When all others thought standard treatment was okay, Dr. Lederman doesn't settle for okay. Why should you? For newer recurrent cancers, most anywhere in the body, even if chemo, surgery, or radiation didn't work, isn't tolerated, or isn't wanted. The original, Dr. Lederman. Don't settle for excuses and imitation. Call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices, for appointment and free booklet DVD. 1384 Broadway at 38th, most insurance, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Don't be disappointed elsewhere. Call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code TREE for an extra $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code TREE. Use code TREE for an extra $0.25 per gallon back in your first fill-up. 
Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-2788. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. When you do a live and very, very local radio show, it is basically the equivalent of, of uh, interviewing the president of the United States. Um, not that I would turn down an interview with uh, President Biden, but that's not really what I'm looking for on this show. We're not really looking at the national stuff. We're looking at the local stuff. And that was pretty local. I will tell you, I had a little timer on. Um, that interview was supposed to be 15 minutes. And I, if you heard, he said... Anytime I interrupt you, I'll add you the time back. Uh, he was very gracious with his time. He was supposed to have a drop dead time, and he blew through that, and he kept on chatting. And uh, I think he was very – actually, I should say I know he was very happy uh, with the interview. So thank you for listening. I want to thank uh, my boys from the class of 85 who were texting me <laughs> voraciously. Um, is that the right word? Voraciously? Yeah, all right. I got Imran Ansari in the house. Imran, say hello, man. Don't, don't be shy. How's it going? I got Imran big, Ansari. Big, big. Were you on last night with McCullough? I was, yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. Imran Ansari, we, no we, stranger. We didn't have the mayor, but. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. We chatted I, about a lot of great I stuff. believe of the primary, I, I've been corrected by a dear friend, I, of the primary hosts on, on who are only appearing on AM 970 and are not, do not, you can't hear them on other stations. I believe we are the only uh, show on the channel here. Um probably in the whole Salem Broadcasting Network, to uh, land an interview with the mayor. And uh, truth be told, the, re- the, ways that the reason why this happened was you guys hear me always talking about the Friars Club, the Friars Club. We had that big um, Tracy Morgan event. And since he's been the mayor, I have seen him at parades and I've seen him at uh, different c- celebrations. But at the Friars Club, I got to have a little one-on-one time with him. And, you know, we just caught up on life and how's he doing and what's what's his day like and that kind of friend stuff. And then I laid it on him. I was like, look, Eric, I go, I'm doing this show. And then he goes, yeah, yeah, I heard about it. I heard you're doing real well. I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice if you came on. Um, and he just gave me the card of his communication director, Max, who's a really nice young man. 
He said, you tell Max you spoke to me and uh, tell him that uh, I want to be on. Um, so I don't know. Let's see if, if it went well enough that we could get him on every once in a while. Um, hey, look, I, you know, I, I couldn't beat him up too badly because I'd like him to come back. Um, you know, I threw some stats at him that, you know, think crime's not so great and that there's still robberies are up and grand larcenies are up and burglaries are up. But he is right. There's a lot of violent indications that are, uh, that are down. So, um, you know, we'll 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 see what the future holds about getting him back on and calling him to the carpet. It is interesting, Imran, how many people who wrote into me saying ask him about the rats in the city. Now, here's here's where I live. You know, obviously, you know where I live. Last night, I've been in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Started off at Fort Hamilton Army Base, then uh, went to 93rd Street in Bay Ridge, then 85th Street in Bay Ridge, and now I moved all the way a block away to 86th Street in Bay Ridge. For the first time in all my years, coming home. I hope Marianne's not listening right now, because <laughs> right in front of my door, not not my door, the four oh, steps before my door. Let's hope Marianne's not listening. You ready? A skunk. Wow. A skunk. <laughs> a skunk. I'm like, where am I? Where am I in Connecticut or in the middle of yeah, Jersey? Yeah. I, I'm like, what the heck? Now you saw the me. Urban jungle. And yeah, and now I know. I for a while I had possums under in the garage and then under the shed. There's always been raccoons around, but now a skunk. But people were very concerned about rats, and I, I do know that that's something he's on. I thought it was funny when the mayor goes, I hate rats. <laughs> um, Imran, you got a big birthday. Yeah, I got a birthday coming up over the weekend. Reggie Jackson. Yep. yep. One day before our, our great country's birthday. Reggie so. Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. 44. 44 baby. That's it. Kenny Dobbins. That's his number. It's, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, not at all, brother. Not at all. So. Padre Lou has a libation for us for the uh, Great, that's for the my weekend. birthday cocktail. This is it. All right, here we go. A necessary ingredient for Padre Lou's July 4th weekend special, his libation, is a ripe, juicy, deeply colored red watermelon. Seedless. Make sure it's a seedless watermelon for this refreshing Padre Lou libation July 4th cocktail, which he has named... A watermelon splash. Refreshing. Yes. So, uh, Imran and I have had our, uh, our let's see, uh, wars with blenders in the summertime. <laughs> Sometimes things turn out okay. Other times, not so much. So, take out the blender. Fill it up with ice cubes. Not totally filled, but the, the smaller the ice cubes, the better. And then add a bunch of scoops of the seedless, juicy, red, ripe watermelon. Now squeeze in a half a lime or a whole lime, depending on how much lime you want in there, and then put in your white rum. That would be a Geraldo Rivera white rum. I'm going to Geraldo's house on July 4th on his birthday. Maybe I'll bring my own blender. Or maybe I'll just make this concoction and bring it to him. Turn on the blender. Blend it up to your consistency. If you want it a little clumpy, a little very smooth, blend it more. Pour it into the martini glass. And now, Imran. As you gaze upon it, this pottery gets a little deep here. As you gaze upon the red colorization, reflect upon the blood that has been shed in the past by our fellow Americans, which has made this July 4th celebration and this country possible. Wow. Then sit back, have a sip, savor it, and swallow it, and silently give thanks to those sacrifices that made all of this possible. Wow. Right? 
Got to give Padre Lou. That's hey, Padre listen, Lou. Listen, that's Padre Lou in the house. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to do to celebrate the July 4th weekend and the birthday weekend? Come yeah. on, bro. What do you got? You want to know the truth? You the want, truth, the whole truth, say, and nothing but the truth. I would be having a Padre Lou watermelon splash on the beach by the pool. But the, the reality is I have a big trial coming up, so I'm going to be here in our office. The great thing is that our office is, is beautiful. Uh, it's a pleasure and a joy to come here. Uh, but that's really how I am spending my weekend. You know, listen, because at ABK, we don't just work hard. We play hard. But right now, I got to work hard. All right. Now, so it, will, will there be like a makeup date for the birthday celebration? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Uh, do you have anything in mind maybe about the middle towards the end of July of how we could have a celebration? Could be a possibility. What do you got in mind? I'm thinking about a little Mick Jagger. Oh, there we go. How about <laughs> a Rolling hey, Stone? Sam Bellino, how about a little Stomp Me Up? You got that uh, queued up somewhere? You know sure, how to play sure, that sure. song? Yeah. Come on, I... come on. Give it to me, Sam. Give it to me, Sam Bellino. Three. Oh, here goes my wife. I told you not to say where we live. I have seen. I have seen. The, my wife just goes. I have seen the skunk before. Arthur too. It goes under our house. All right. So Marion, I will get some sort of skunk. Um, I don't know. I know there's stuff that like smells bad, but it smells bad for us too. It's like wolf urine. Seriously. Wow. And you spray it around, and then they smell that, and they're like, all right, I think I'll pick another house to go and, and check out. Right. So, a, lot, a lot of wolves in uh, you know, that area of Brooklyn. Well, I think, it's <laughs> a, I think it's like a Mother Nature kind of thing. Right, they smell right. the Inherent. wolf urine. I am very happy for uh, some of our listeners who are very pleased that Atlantic City has averted a strike. Uh, so I think uh, some people are planning on going there next weekend. Uh, there will be no strike. There will be plenty of gambling, boardwalks, and, and beaches. I think we have some great weather going on. There will be a lot of uh, um, events going on here in the city. And uh, to celebrate the 4th of July, I'm sure there will be some fireworks. Um, I heard my friend Frank on his show talk about fireworks, and he and I go at it because I grew up with fireworks. In Brooklyn and fireworks, we would buy them by the crate. Like, how many crates are you going to get? Now, we didn't have any money. It was Kevin's Uncle Bruno would buy them. But we would shoot off things that I guess they have derogatory terms. I almost <laughs> said one, which you can't say. Well, bottle rockets. We didn't exactly call them that. But um, it, we would lighten them off everywhere. We would build forts and then blow them up with firecrackers. But we really were into more into the colorful stuff. But it was so much fun to light them off. And when Giuliani came in, that disappeared. I, he was in the office yesterday, and I said, you know, you were too heavy-handed with the fireworks stuff, blah, 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 blah. I said, that was all an ego battle between you and Gotti. He's like, no, it wasn't. He's like, I went and met the doctors at Bellevue Hospital. He said, July 4th was the day of the year where most children come into the hospital. Wow. By blowing up their hands and all that stuff. So... Keep the fireworks to the professionals, but I love fireworks. Imran, what's your no, position got, on fireworks? I, I do have to say, oh, I love them. You know, I, I live in Long Island City, and, you know, although I'll be doing a little work this weekend, they do have the East River fireworks again this year, so I'm going to be on my roof in Long Island City watching the great display and celebrating our country. All right. Well, listen, we live in an unbelievable country. It's, it's far from perfect. We live in an unbelievable state. It's far from perfect. We live in an unbelievable city. It's far from perfect. I live in an unbelievable borough, which is almost perfect. <laughs> it used to be my borough. Now everyone wants to be in Brooklyn. It's boring. Um, thank you, Mayor Eric Adams, for uh, taking the time out of your schedule to come and, and join us on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Thank you to uh, Jerry Crowley for giving me the opportunity to sit here. And uh, Matt Sambolino, you were fantastic. And um, I have a great, safe holiday July 4th weekend. God bless. See you Tuesday. From sea to sea.
The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.